Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week, we're talking to one of my good friends, also a fellow lost boy, Mr. Matt Combs. You can follow Matt's artwork on Instagram at Matt Combs or listen to the podcast he is a part of called Bad Casting on your favorite podcasting app where he recasts movies for better or for worse. Look, I don't want to uh, talk too highly of anybody, but I don't want to talk too lowly of anybody. Matthew honestly has been one of the best guests we've ever had on this podcast. And I know I say that a lot, but this time it's it's always genuine and it just keeps getting better and this podcast just was phenomenal so i don't want to talk your ears off or make this intro too long let's just get into it hey guys all right advertising time no i'm not selling anything to you except for the experience of wonderful locally sourced art the lost boys collective is a business i built with the help of 11 of my favorite illustrators the lost boys are all australian based and some of the best up and comers in the illustration game here in oz our members consist of the illustrious jackson caspers who as you all know has been on the podcast here before the legend that is boss logic who has been featured on not only marvel's uh licensing but he was just on jay rogan's uh instagram the freakishly gorgeous austin mangler the master of fantasy melvin chan the bread guy kieran jack of the halftone effect podcast and halftone productions the king of the inks cam milo di pietro antonio aka instacam one half of the mumble boys rui macarico aka red unit inc the dnd artisan himself will lehman the Head Destroyer, Paldo Wars. The Neon Knight, Keith Stanley, aka Blank Canvas Designs. Um, the former host of Draw It Out and the, co- and the new host of Bad Casting, the King of the Portrait, Matt Combs, and myself, the Lemonade Maker, Jordan Morpeth. You can find all that the Lost Boys are doing at our home base Instagram at the Lost Boys Collective. That's at The Lost Boys Collective. I want to thank all of The Lost Boys as this podcast is brought to you by The Lost Boys Collective. From all The Lost Boys, thank you for your support and stay tuned to our Instagram as we have plenty of new dope art to come, particularly a Batman piece for 80th anniversary. All right, uh, one last thing to advertise, The Lemonade Stand. What's The Lemonade Stand? This episode is also brought to you by The Lemonade Stand. Lemonade Stand is a business that keeps all of my work together in one place. The Lemonade Stand is an online and offline tree that Jordan Morpathart and Making Lemonade branch off of. You can find The Lemonade Stand online at www.thelemonadestand.store where I am selling excuse me, all making Lemonade affiliate products and all of Jordan Morpeth art prints and products. We have pins, we have t-shirts, we have hats, we have prints. We have now added my Spider-Man set, also known as Spider Senses, if you saw that on the Instagram, on my Instagram, um, of prints that I collaborated on with my fellow designer and good friend, Mr. Zach Katz Designs. This month, only you... This month only for our opening sale, you can get 35% off your whole order by using the code OPENSALE35, all caps. That's OPENSALE35 at checkout to get 35% off your whole order on everything you buy and you will get free, you will also get free shipping um, for every order over $50 in the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand fantastic so go to the lemonade stand.store and get your lemonade stand products today um, i will also be setting up the lemonade stand at a few different comic book conventions this year um, stay tuned for any extras but the 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 next one being sydney oz comic-con on the 28th and 20 to the tw- and the 29th of september at the sydney showground in olympic park so i'll see you there thank you for listening to making lemonade on the lemonade stand network
episode of uh, Making Lemonade. Uh, we have a very special guest today, a man I've been trying to get onto the podcast for a while, and a fellow lost boy, Mr. Matthew Combs, all the way from Melbourne. He flew all the way over the internet to chat with us today. <laughs> I sent my yeah, voice. Doing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's sending it in the airwaves. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Uh, glad that the uh, working day is over and uh, ready to have a good old chat with you. Good old chinwag. Awesome. Awesome. So, did you have a good day? Was it a oh, busy one? Yeah, not too bad, man. Um, I work, uh, my day job is a web designer developer, so some days are more challenging than others and some days are just uh, smooth. Today went reasonably smooth until the end and then... Uh, Everything went sideways. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Ah, uh, nature that's of the biz. Yeah, fair enough, man. It can happen. It can happen. We all have our bad days or our bad endings to days. That, that's, <laughs> that's just how... It's just, just the nature of designing, isn't it? Oh, that's it, man. That is especially definitely when, it. Especially when you think you're on your way out the door and then all of a sudden something just pops up. Oh, that's when it always happens. <laughs> so... Your day job, you are, what did you say? You're a web designer, is that correct? Yeah, web designer developer. Fantastic. How, how is that industry? How did you get into that? Uh, graphic design, man. I, um, okay. I studied graphic design uh, back in 2008 and nine, okay. and I got hired whilst doing that. Uh, it was an advanced diploma. got hired whilst mm-hmm. I was doing that. Um, and sort of worked part-time at a web agency. They wanted to pick someone up, stop them having bad habits before they got into the workplace sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, ended up jumping from place to place for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, been doing that ever since, really, as a full-time job. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, yeah, so kind of just fell into it. Yeah, so you weren't, you weren't always looking to do web design? No, it was just something I'm capable of. Okay, <laughs> and you found and you found uh, you found it helped. It helped, or it found, it paid the bills at least. Yes, yes, yeah. it definitely pays the bills. Yes, yes, it does. That's that's why I graphic design as well. And it's 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 at least as illustrators, it's um sideways, not in a completely different direction. Yeah, well, I mean, the illustration side of things for me is my sort of creative outlet. Mm. Um, because, because I don't, when I draw, I don't really draw for other people. Um, okay. I don't even really take on commissions. I kind oh, of, uh, okay. like I've like, sometimes I do, but I rarely do. And it's mainly because I use my drawing as an outlet to draw what I want to do. Like I want to do my own creative interpretation of whatever I'm creating. And I don't want yeah. a client dictating what I create. And that's what happens to me at my nine to five. Right, so you need a bit of a um, bit of a break from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a yeah. I get that. I I do take on commissions, but no, I completely understand that. I need. I can completely understand the creative outlet thing. It's yeah, something I we mean, try to push here on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like commissions are great, and like you know, as long as you've got a good client, like mm. you know, you don't. Yeah, they're coming to you for a reason. It's like like. I've got quite a few friends that are tattoo artists and I've got a lot of friends that are like into just the tattooing world and it's, you don't Mm. go to a famous tattoo artist and tell them what to tattoo on you. You can give them (laughs) the subject matter you want, but you don't tell them what to do. You're going to them for a reason. Yeah. 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 I get that. That's, that's what I kind of feel like about commissions. If I get too much, um, I, I was, I found that with graphic design freelancing, if you've got to you've got to put a certain amount of changes in to the contract or into the initial conversation, yeah. otherwise you're going to end up getting paid for not enough, or for yeah, not getting paid enough for the amount of work you end up doing. Um, exactly, and you need man. To say initially to someone, you know, this is how many changes you're going to get for this amount of money. If you want any changes, it'll be an additional such and such per hour. Like, I don't charge per hour, I per, charge per job, but once you start doing extra changes beyond that, you're going to get charged per hour. <laughs> it's just going to get man. expensive. Yeah, Exactly. Man. Yeah. So, uh, how did you get into illustration? Um, let's start there. What Was there a family member or 
you know, uh, where did it all start? No, so like I've always been involved in like growing up, going through like school and stuff. I was always, you know, leaning towards like the graphics or VCD or whatever they called it at school, you know, the yep. arty subjects. Um, mm. But I was, ne- I never saw myself as much of a drawer um, mm. and or an illustrator. But uh, maybe it was probably about four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or coming up on four years, um, I started to do these pe- like sort of design pieces. So I was already, you know, well and truly a qualified designer at that point, mainly focusing mm. on like layout design and things like that. Um, okay. And maybe like four years ago, whatever, I just started playing around with like some just basic shapes and making comic book characters out of basic shapes uh, and molding them into like a background. So, for instance, okay. I, the first piece I did was a Hellboy, and it was just a red background, and not and just kind of putting in, like, minor features of Hellboy, um, oh, okay. and just kind of lifting him out of the background, just subtly, mm. and I did that, and that was just mouse and keyboard, basic shapes, like, no, no pencil, yeah. no, no tablet, nothing like mm. that, and um, my cousin saw it, and he was like, this is really cool. And he was kind of like, I, mm. I really like this. He's like, you should, you should try and do some more of this. And then, so took on those words of encouragement. I did another one, sort of same deal. I did a Batman one, quite simple. I mean, I look back on them and they're, they're, they're pretty shit, but you know, they were, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were good enough. Um, I'm cool to swear on this. Yeah. 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 Gonna, Just double checking. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, um, yeah, I was just getting some encouragement there. And then I had um, a friend of mine, uh, Keelan. So he's uh, Killustrate Illustrations on um, Instagram. Yep. yep. And um, he's a really good painter. Like, he's very talented. And yeah. um, he kind of got in my ear after a while because I started just sort of – I kept at it. And for a long time, man, my first two cons, I was doing prints that were – um, all mouse and keyboard. Okay. Um, oh, wow. So drawing anchor points and stuff like that. There was no pen, mm. no pencil. Um, and yeah, so he kind of got in my ear and got me to join along. And, you know, the first con, I shared one third of the table and sold like one poster. And um, then the next con, which was Supernova. So that first one was like a con in Melbourne that was called Armageddon. And every... Every uh, artist that's done cons that's gone to Melbourne, when they talk about this um, this specific con, they cringe because it was so <laughs> dead. It was it was awful. So great first con experience. Um, probably mm. one of the most memorable things of that um, that con though was that I did actually meet um, Jackson Caspers there. That was the oh, first really? time I met him. Yeah. So oh, he actually cool. came up to my to my stall and introduced him himself to me and. Um, yeah, we've just been friends since then, and um, yeah, I um, kept doing other cons, you know, and just noticed that every con, you know, was better and better, you know. Mm. I wasn't making any profit, but mm. I was always taking on, you know, every negative as a positive and going, all right, that didn't work, what can I do better? And yeah, I've just been sticking at it, man, and the cons have kind of helped propel me a little bit. To mm, just they do, do yeah. that a little bit better each time there's a new con that comes around. Mm. Um, so I have good sort of stints because I haven't branched out into doing interstate. So I've just been sticking to Melbourne at the moment. So I have, you know, Supernova, Oz Comic Con, and then I have a year. And in that mm. year, you see a lot of development and mm. kind of helps you strive to be better. And so that's kind of the story about where I started and why I kept going. Oh, wow. Awesome. Wow, I didn't realize you started as a graphic designer because you're probably the first graphic designer I've met who actually started as a graphic designer and then became an illustrator. It's normally, yeah. <laughs> Usually, everybody else is the other way around. <laughs> yeah, man. That's I mean, awesome. the most the most drawing I ever did before that was, like, you know, drawing on my arms and, like, pretending I had mm. tattoos in, like, year 11 and year 12 and stuff. And, uh. if, if, <laughs> and the funny thing is is that I have no tattoos on my arms whatsoever, and I'm oh, really? 31 years old. Oh, um, 
I have tattoos on my legs, though. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, at least you got tattoos somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It, it, feel, it feels wrong. I don't have. I have plans for tattoos, but I don't have any just yet. It feels wrong being an illustrator and not having some sort of art on ah. my body. Uh, it's, it's it doesn't expensive. matter. And you have your whole life to get it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Oh, that's really cool, man. That's um. So it's really interesting that you say the conventions uh kind of propelled you forward. Um, I definitely have noticed that myself. Every year, you see everybody kind of, especially the people you meet who are in the same kind of area as you. And Jackson is one of those perfect people to say like he just propels himself miles forward every year but um but yeah i I wonder i mean what had what else have you done to really push push forward your illustration style and 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 you know change up the have you changed up the process your style your you know what's what's kind of helped you get Uh, to where you are yeah well there's a few things i would say that's kind of helped me sort of progress um one of them as i mentioned i started off a a lot of my old work was all just with the mouse and using like anchor points with the pen tool in like illustrator and stuff like that and Mm then um two birthdays ago some friends put their money together and they helped chip in for me to get um a wacom tablet or a wacom whatever however you want to pronounce it oh cool um and so then I started drawing. So I don't know if I throw out the names of pieces. I don't know if you'll uh, if you'll be familiar with them. But I did a Justice League uh, piece a while back, and that was okay. my first. That was my first tablet piece. All oh, um, right. And I just sort of changed up, and then that was when I was getting full into just you know drawing with my hand again, and not actually worrying about the mouse anymore. And yeah. Then, and um, from there, I just started realizing, like, how much time I was wasting with just a mouse. Like, obviously, you're going to be faster with a pen. But... Yeah. Yeah, definitely, um, yeah. Yeah, but I actually started to uh, notice that I was getting better. But then, you know, I would watch certain things. Like, I'd watch, like, Jim Lee tutorials or whatever and just, like, tips on how to do certain things. And then mm. I got to a stage where I started to just knuckle down and go... Uh, all right, I'm going to try and punch out a piece every two or three days and go, all right, I'm going to stop worrying about over-developing a piece, which we can all be guilty of and we can overwork and spend way too much time on a piece. And I've decided, right, all right, set myself, you know, maybe six hours a piece and, and, and just keep pushing. And that way I actually found out that I was developing little habits to help myself get faster because of it. So going, Mm. right. And then, you know, you kind of figure out, all right, I can draw a nose like this and every time, and then I can just tweak it a little bit as I go along. And then I'm just Mm. smashing out key characteristics of a character's face or anything like that, because I'm not spending a million years on the, on the piece. Yeah. And you're establishing a style. Yeah. By, by focusing on quantity over quality at the start, whilst you're trying to de- hone in on your skills, it can mm. actually help you in the long run. Because okay. you can, I've, I've found for myself, I can now smash out a piece quicker because I'm not getting stuck and just focusing on the one subject. I'm moving on to the yeah. next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Um, limit the. I always talk about it on here. Limitate. Limiting yourself will give you freedom. Yeah, especially creatively. Limiting yourself creatively will give you freedom. Like, look at Inktober, for instance. We got so creative with that, but the rules were we had to keep to the prompt and we could only use some form of ink. And that was it. There was no colors. There was no nothing. And that just changes everything. But it's interesting that you say, it's interesting that you say, um, you know, you started to get more efficient in that time because you start to notice I suppose you probably, I mean, I don't know about you, but I did that in the early years as well. I started to do um, quanti- uh, quantity over quality to begin with yep. so that by the time I got to quality, um, I was moving much faster. Yeah. Um, and 
where was I going with that? I think um, the interesting thing is that when you kind of when you limit those. My brain's a little bit fuzzy. I've just gotten off the plane this morning, so I'm like <laughs> trying to. Um, uh, when you when you limit yourself creatively, you'll find that you will become more creative. But you need to give yourself that. For, I, I under kind of understand why you don't do commissions because you do need yeah. to give yourself that creative essence. Yeah. And I find I only pick up commissions when people are like do your thing yeah like this is what i want um i just want myself drawn but do your thing don't um there's no style they want it in there's no i'll tend to just say to them you know what style of mine do you like is there anything you can send me that you're that you that you've liked before that you would like to see this particular drawing in yeah and that's a great way to to start off a commission i feel like I've always gone, can you give me examples of what you want and examples of my work that it is that the reason why you contacted me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, one thing I'll say is, like, don't get me wrong, um, I did, like, I did do that whole quantity over uh, quantity, like, outlook, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever. Mm. But now I've kind of started to hone back in, in spending more time on pieces but that is yep. also a reflection of the type of pieces that I'm doing. Yeah, so yeah. one thing I've been doing occasionally in between. So I have like a very sort of bold comic book type style with like really yes. thick lines and bold, like yep. just solid colors and stuff like that. Uh, but every now and then I challenge myself and I try and do some photorealism type pieces um, with sort of like digital painting sort of thing. Which is mm. it's it's not so much one hundred percent original pieces. I don't want to I don't want to claim that because some of the stuff is you know I'm I'm replicating a photo or an image. Uh, a great yeah, example yeah, yeah. is like the Spider Man um, Far From Home oh. piece that I did a month or two ago, and that's mm. that was from two different photo references. One was of okay. Spider Man, the other was. Um, of Mysterio and then I mashed them together. So I kind of, what I, what I did there was I kind of mashed up a basic composition. Like again, two different photos, just that's it. That's all it was made up of and just made a quick poster composition in Photoshop with the reference material. Mm. And then I took that and I, and I made a digital representation of that Mm. in like using um, just my tablet, my pen, and then I worked worked away in incorporating those two photos together and molding them mm. to each other, and then adding more to it that way, and you know, changing the lighting where it needs to, and you know, I had Mysterio sort of doing his glowing stuff and changing the light that was hitting Spider Man's face and stuff from a white sort of highlight yeah. to a green highlight, things yeah. like that. And whilst it's not the most original thing. I've actually found this to, one. It's kind of a bit of a, a therapeutic uh, process, and mm. two, um, I've actually found it's really helpful for me to sort of understand uh, skin tones and highlights and just and blending. Mm. Blending is yeah. huge with what I've been doing these sort of photorealism pieces. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've noticed you did a lot of that. And, but I suppose what you're saying is you're just re-rendering. And re-rendering yeah. isn't, isn't you know, that's the thing. I'm, I need people, I just so desperately need people to know that it's okay to reference. Oh. Like, if you're a fan of yours, you're a fan of mine, Rui, Jax, any of us, we're referencing. Oh, we're re-referencing. Man. We're always, like, always reference. And oh, even man. if, like, tracing is okay to an extent. Like, the rules, I think a lot of people have rules around tracing. There's a lot of um, stigma around tracing. I get concerned around it sometimes. Look, do not trace completely an image and then claim it as your own. No. Restylize I mean, it, that... re-render it, repaint it, but yeah. Yeah, because it's actually a term in the in the comic book industry. I think it's uh, referred to as swiping is the Oh, really? The I've term. heard that. 
um, term. I like it. And yeah, there has been some comic book artists that have been under fire in recent times about it. I think one of them, he's actually really? used a lot of porn. Yes, um, I did see that. What's his name? Um, I can't I can't remember the artist's name, but he's he's used porn pictures <laughs> and like there he uses faces of like girls that are like <laughs> like screaming. He like they're actually uh they're very erotic of, looking faces. <laughs> yeah. And like but very like, there's actually people have people have found the reference material. Like and oh, actually really? sh- and they've lined it up. Wow. Um, uh, whenever I'm doing, like, even with my comic book stuff, there's always a reference point. I've, I've gone oh, looking yeah. for an image that will inspire me or, and I'll tweak it or I'll, mm. I'll use an element of that reference photo and an element of this reference photo. Yeah. Um, another cool. thing, another thing that I've got, they're, they're a bit shit and I want to find some better ones, but I've got these, uh, Figma, um, model oh yeah 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 i've seen those and you know sometimes you know i'll just get them out and i'll use them as a reference and get like a composition out of it um you know one thing i'll i will wholeheartedly admit i'm i'm not that great at drawing bodies i'm not that great at drawing hands like if you scroll through my instagram feed i focus on portraits like i focus on faces (laughs) yeah yeah and that's fine like that's that's my thing i mean I I used to for a long time I avoided drawing girls like women. I oh, just yeah, I I feel could that <laughs> not, I could just I could not capture a feminine face and make it look good. And yeah. I struggled with it for so long. And then one day I just cracked it and I was like, "No, I'm going to just I'm going to force myself and I mean, I need to do this more with drawing bodies and hands and mm. and full, like full body shots, like full body pieces and stuff like that. But um, I forced myself with drawing women's faces, and then so much so to the point that my Instagram feed is more women than it is men now, and I prefer to that, draw yeah. women than I do men. Okay. Because I actually feel like I've gone backwards and find women easier to draw that I do men's yeah. faces. Is that because you have a... Well, I've noticed you have a curvier style. So I was talking to Will Lehman one day, and I said to him... I said the same thing. I said, oh, I fucking hate drawing women. This is a couple of years ago. I said, yeah. I hate drawing women. And he said, well, you got to draw more of them. And he said he hated drawing men because he had more of a curve to his style. Like, yeah. the pen for him would swoop, whereas my pen is rigid, and it just... It was always angular. And I always draw. I always found drawing men much easier because it was angular and there was a shape. Everything had a shape to it. It was triangular or it was a square or it was whatever. And then I had to. I did the same. I had to force myself to draw women. And once you can draw women, it's a lot of fun to draw them. Oh man! It's, it, oh, <laughs> I like all my pieces. Like you know, every now and then I'm like, oh, who could I draw now? Because like I'm just I'm over like. Yeah, whenever I'm drawing men, and basically I'm just like, oh, I haven't done Batman for a while. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, like, I've got a stupid amount of Batmans. I've got a fair few Flashes, um, mm. Joker. Yeah, and then, you can only do so many. <laughs> and yeah, and then I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, onto the ladies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of where my style's kind of lean towards in more recent times and and that's okay like if you've got if you've got weaknesses draw more of it like oh, yeah. make it a point make it a point to draw more of those weaker points in your in your armor like fill the chinks in your armor because you're only going to get stronger and you're only going to get um better at what you do creatively like if you're not good at drawing hands draw a shitload of hands just yeah. take an entire week, and before you draw anything else, just take 10 minutes a day and draw hands. Or if you're going to, like, that's what I had to do. I just had, yeah. You just have to keep drawing and drawing and drawing and drawing. Well, yeah, like like you're saying, man, when I was forcing myself to draw women's faces and stuff like that, like, I, it, I was shit. Yeah. And I forced myself, and now I'm at a point where I'm like, I like what I'm drawing now 
And mm. like the expression, man, like maybe it's not perfect, but that expression, practice makes perfect. It's mm. it it is not a made up thing. Someone didn't just yeah, say it for 100%. no good reason. Like <laughs> and a great sort of thing to compare things to is that um I had a basketball trainer a few years ago and mm. when we did sessions you know she would force me to do things that I didn't I wasn't good at mm. I would be dribbling all the time with my left hand I'd be shooting with my left hand and I suck with that and I'm better at it now because she forced me to do it and I would finish a session and go I hated that that wasn't fun I didn't enjoy it but then I reminded uh. myself I didn't enjoy it because I'm not good at it and not she wants me it, to get yeah. better at it. Mm. So not enjoying drawing hands because they look shit isn't a deterrent. It should be I should keep drawing hands and I should be listening yeah. to my own advice right now and I should be drawing more hands. Yeah. One thing I did was I took, I would take a um, – I learned how to ink by inking other people's work. So I would print out a Jim Lee piece or a Capullo piece or something like that, the pencils, and I would ink the pencils. Yeah, I did that for about six months where I would just ink the pencils. And not only is that – and you can do the same for tracing. Like don't, don't claim someone else's art as yours, but it's okay to trace someone else's art for the sake of learning. And that's kind yeah. of what inking is, I suppose, to an extent. Some ink is going to fucking rip me to shreds for that, but – you know, it's that old joke from uh, Chasing Amy, the inker is just the tracer. Um, yeah. But, but there's nothing wrong with tracing because you'll, you're essentially reverse engineering someone's process and, and reverse engineering how it should look. And you can figure out from someone else's work, you know, how to make it look good <laughs> Yeah, well, and what like, to do. Like you said, man, there's value to that. Yeah, like, 100%. Same thing, same thing goes with like coloring like someone mm. posts like if you're not confident in your coloring and sometimes you know i'll do a piece and i'll be like i'll be stoked with the the outcome might not mm. be perfect but i'll be pretty happy with it but then other times i do it and i hate it and sometimes i think like i see someone post some just inked work or even pencils and i think to myself i'm like hmm that's a really cool image Maybe mm. I should just practice. Like, hell, if you're feeling that way, a great example is there's a shit ton of Hellboy panels out there that are black and white. <laughs> the original Hellboy comics were released in black and white. They weren't colored. So yeah. get some of those and just them. give them a crack. Yeah. Like, that style is so simple. Like, it's going to be a bit hard for you to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be... Because a lot of it was, a lot of it was, then once they coloured it, it was just solid colours. Yeah. So if you do better than solid colours, then it's not hard to fuck it up. Yeah, like, exactly. And, but there's, you know, there's this old adage of copying is bad and, and, and tracing is bad. And no, it's only bad if you claim it as your own. That's I'm it. I keep saying that. Like, it's only bad yeah. if you claim it as your own. If you reference an image... It. Just credit. Yeah. Or if you're so worried about copying, here's the thing, that one of the greatest painters and comic book artists of our generation and generations before us is Alex Ross. And he takes photos, and I know Jackson does this as well, he takes photos of himself in the poses and his friends in the poses and the costumes, and that's where his reference comes from. Oh, 100%, Nothing man. Nothing wrong with that. I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. I had to. I actually did that recently with an Aqua, with my Aquaman poster. I couldn't find an image of Jason Momoa, like holding a trident in front of him. So I took an image of Jason Momoa, clipped it up, took a photo of myself holding a stick in front of me, <laughs> and then clipped the arms off it and put it onto Jason Momoa's arms. And that's yeah. how I got the image that I needed. That's yeah. how I got what I needed. Um, or I put it onto an Aquaman costume and then built it around that. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like, that's that's a great way to do it digitally. And you just struck As long as you don't, you know, I've used images, pre-existing images before, to structure and take the construction of it. Yeah. Um, 
but that's about it. Like, just take the basic construction of it just to get it right, <laughs> just to yeah. get it to work. But and, like, you know. Yeah, there's, like, there's here's a great example that I've recently seen, which was um, the movie Chappie, right? Yep. So uh, the way they, they did Chappie was they actually, they frame by frame put Chappie in. So the actor right. was actually there. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, but the guy he's, from District Nine. Yeah, yeah. And so they've actually they actually put him in frame by frame over the top of him. But the mm. thing was, is that they actually built um, life size scale models of Chappie, and oh. then they took a whole bunch of photos of these models, mm. and they show they represented how the light reflects off Chappie as reference material. Brilliant. So even big time movies and things like that, like they're they're taking photos of things for reference. One thing that I find really useful is like, as I said, those models and things like that. If Mm. I've got a good light source, it Mm. gives me a great indication of where the light's hitting on all the curves and make sure that I have the light all hitting in the right spots. Yeah. Same thing with if you're so using a photo reference of, yeah, exactly. And if you take if you take an image of Spider-Man, and you want to change the lighting, it, it helps you learn. Especially when you're painting, it helps you learn the shadows. And one of the best things I ever learned is actually from Jim Lee. Speaking of which, is he he thinks about the lighting in the sketching stage. Like, if you're only thinking about the lighting in the painting stage, you're pretty far behind yourself. And if you're thinking about where you're lighting things from the sketching stage, it makes life so much easier. Yeah, well, I mean, I actually found it interesting. So you mentioned Will before, and Mm. um, he did a live stream a few weeks back, um, which I joined in. And um, I... uh, I was talking to him and he was sort of, we were just kind of back and forthing. Like it was a bit hard cause I was just typing um, <laughs> I was on Twitch. Um, but he was kind of, we we're talking about process and things like that. And mm. um, I told him that I, I do line work first and then I put shadows in before mm. I color. Mm. And he doesn't do that. He found that really interesting. Mm. So if you follow, if if you've followed any of the like my Instagram posts, sometimes I post the artwork before I color, and you'll actually notice that I've put shadows in before I've done the color, and that oh. helps. I find that helpful. Um, sometimes I might go back and reassess where where I've put the shadow, but um, yeah, I find that a really interesting way of doing it. That's really interesting. That's I didn't I didn't I've never done it that way either. To be honest, I always do line work. Um, then shadows. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that's 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 how I do it. Like, I oh do, right, right, I do right. The line work, shadows, then color. Oh, okay. No, I definitely don't do that. I've never done shadows then color. I just do shadows with color. <laughs> yeah. So that color, I already know where. I, I have tried that before, but I I haven't really sunk my teeth into rendering. What what got you into what really got you into the rendering kind of kind of stage? What what um, where did your oh, what's the question I'm trying to ask here? Where did your wanting to do that really rendered out, painted, digital painted style? Um, the more from? the more detailed. Yeah, 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 the stuff you're kind of you, you'll do um, more often like, these days. Like the, like yeah, the Spider Man. You mean the Spider Man? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just sort of, I just sort of thought, oh, I'll just start giving that a bit of a crack, because um, mm. you know there are those sort of posters like um, the ones that Boss Logic does and things like yep. that, where it's mm. you know these sort of cool composition posters and like they they've got a, a lot of life to them. I feel like is a good way to describe mm. it. Um, and I just sort of thought, oh. I'll give it a bit of a crack, and you know, I've, like I've mentioned my, before, my friend Keelan, um, he's really good at doing these painted portraits and stuff like that. And I thought, oh, 
mm. maybe I'll just give that a bit of a go and see see what I can come up with. Mm. And um, oh, and obviously, you know, Jackson's been killing it with that sort of yeah. stuff. And, you know, he yeah. punches out. He's been punching them out like crazy now. Like, I don't know how he finds the hours and the days to do what he does. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd give it a bit of a go. And, you know, Jackson's, him. like, speaking of Jackson, he's been pretty encouraging about that stuff. And, you know, like, mm. whenever I've kind of put a bit of effort into something like that style he's always been like pretty encouraging going you know keep it up and you know it's good okay, to see cool. that you're putting the more hours into doing that sort of detail oh nice okay cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah that that concept art thing has always been interesting to me um just because i admire it like i think it's so just being it's a it's a real understanding of the world like i i mean i I would like to learn how to do it, but I honestly don't know how to do it. Like I'm young in the digital painting world and I don't think I've ever, I mean, I suppose if I put some time aside to learn how to do it as well, I probably would get better at it as well. I just throw yourself, just throw yourself in the deep end, man. I reckon just do it. Like to be honest, like (laughs) it's the only way you're going to get better. Like Mm. it would be the same way that, it was when you decided that you were going to start trying to get your work out there for Instagram and try and do it, try yeah. and do cons. Like mm. just throw yourself out there, man, give it a crack. And the only way you're going to get better at it is by doing, applying yeah. yourself. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Because, you know, and that's what I'm doing right now. Like, um, I'm doing an overwatch piece, um, for my podcast. Okay. I'm, in the coming weeks, some friends and I are going to actually, um, so my podcast, we actually recast movies, um, which you were on a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, um, we're actually going to recast, um, uh, we're actually going to cast overwatch characters. And so with the lead up to that, um, I've always thought that Jeff Bridges would make a great Reinhardt. Who's this big tanky character. I don't know how familiar you are with, uh, Overwatch, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've briefly played it, yeah, but I know all the characters, yeah. Yeah, so I've always thought that Jeff Bridges would make a great Reinhardt, and so we're going to do that on the podcast. Okay. But like with the lead up to that, I was like, maybe I should apply myself to, you know, doing a Drawing digital Br- painting Br- of Jeff Bridges as Reinhardt, and so that's the piece I'm working nice. on right now. Oh, I'm excited! I'm excited so, to see that. That'd be cool, man. Yeah, so I don't like. Do I think it's going to look good in the end? I don't know. But man. the only way I'm going to get to that point I mean, is by applying it. myself. So that's why I say just do it, man. Yeah. Just throw yourself in the deep end and give it a crack. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, talking of, talking of your podcast, so where did the idea... I love I love bad casting. It's one of my favorites of, of um, all podcasts in general, not just of my friends, but of all podcasts. I think oh, it's thanks, great. It actually inspired me. That and that and uh, the Caravan of Garbage by the uh, uh, Daily. It inspired the me Weekly Plant Boys. Um, what I'm doing with my second podcast that I'm doing with. Yeah, the second podcast that I'm doing with my friend. It inspired me to do. Um, to go back to old superhero movies, like is it the fifth still <laughs> and sit with a friend and just talk about them and watch them. And yeah. you know, because I am I'm, I'm a big cinephile, obviously, you know, you kinda have to be if you're a pop culture geek. But I wanna go back and watch some of those old superhero movies like Blade and, and X Men and all that kind of thing and see and I see where it takes us now as not like as men, like we were children watching those movies. I want to see where it takes us as men, like myself as a father, my, you know, my, my best friend is a, you know, a, a grown man. We want to see, you know, we're pushing 30 now. So we want to see where, where those movies stand with us and, and if they still affect us or if they just make us laugh. Um, but I suppose, tangent aside, my question is, where did the idea for bad casting come from? Were you just sitting with, did you do that already with mates or, you know, what, what, what inspired it? Um, well, I mean, originally I had done, um, 
I had a podcast before that, which was um, Draw This Out. Yes. And um, I had Not always a wanted... concept, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> I, really, I really wanted to have um, a podcast of my own. And it's funny that you mentioned, like, the Weekly Planet Boys because mm. um, I've been a long-time listener of that for years yep. now. Um, huge fan of that. And, like, I've always thought, you know, oh, I'd love to get into podcasts. Um, I just – I don't want to just jump the gun. I want a good idea. I want it, mm. I want an original idea. I don't want to be just that guy that's like, oh, I've started a podcast. I'm going to talk about movies. Like, there's a million yeah. podcasts out there that just talk about movies. So, yeah. Yeah, I came up – yeah, I came up with that concept for um, Draw This Out. Um, which we don't need to go into too much detail about it, but um, it it was just a uh, podcast where I had guests on. We threw out, I asked questions, and then came up yeah. with a character to to draw, and yeah. that became that became a lot of work. It kind of fell into that um, whole sort of issue of like the commission work, where yeah. I found myself suddenly having to draw things that I didn't want to draw. And, 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 you know, it just became, it became hard work and it stopped being fun. So I decided to stop that, but I didn't want to stop podcasting. I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed the banter. I enjoyed the social aspect of it. Um, So I kind of, I had always planned to do a podcast with one of my friends. And when I came up with the idea for um, Draw This Out, uh, he Mm. was kind of like, oh, that's a, that's a cool idea. Um, not sure how I fit into it though. Um, right. That that's why he wasn't a part of that. And then I had suggested that we, like, after I gave up on um, draw this out, it kind of clued on. I was like, I thought about something funny that me and my friends used to do, where we used to just sit and watch movies, and then it wasn't even what the concept is now. It was more. I get, like someone would pop up on screen and we would just jokingly call them someone they're not. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's a, it's a dumb thing and this is probably not a good example, but, like, just pretend, like, um, we're six months or, you know, a year into the, into the future and uh, Quentin Tarantino's film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out on TV or whatever and we're watching it. Yeah. And let's just say that Leonardo DiCaprio walks on screen and we're like, oh, look, it's Matt Damon or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. and, yeah, I get that, yeah. yeah. Just nonsensical humour, yeah. Yeah, and that's where it kind of just stemmed from. And then it just clicked for me one day and mm. I said to my friend that I wanted to start a podcast with, which who unfortunately can no longer actually be on the podcast anymore. Uh, oh, but, no. but, uh, but that's where it, it all sort of it began because we just mm. wanted to... I just said to him, I was like, hey, what if we just pretend like we need to cast the movie? And then I came up with the sort of going, well, let's make it even more our own and go, time is not a factor. So it could be an actor from, you know, the 90s. Doesn't matter. Mm. And and it's just turned Mm. out to be a lot of fun. It creates Mm. a lot of banter, movie chats and... Yeah, it kind of re- when I was on it, it kind of reminded me of being on a bit of a game show. Like it was, yeah. it was like that you had the rules, but the rules weren't too limiting, and the nah. rules weren't um, the 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 main rule was you can't recast someone in that's already in the film, which it's fair enough. Like because then you'd just be swapping and changing character actors that and actresses that were already in the film. But yeah, it did feel like a game show, and I think that gave it a bit of fun. It felt like you were playing a game, and you were, you know, and especially when you when I first started listening to it as well. That's why I wanted to be on because I was like, I love this. It feels like a game, like it's something I can play along with at home and listen to, and come up with my own actors and all that kind of thing. So it's a brilliant, brilliant concept, man. I'm so. And it, are you still having the most important thing is are you still having fun? Oh, hundred percent, man. It is. Yeah. It is so much more enjoyable because it's <laughs> it, it's. I think I was trying to do too many, thi- like trying to bundle too many of my interests into the one thing when doing the first podcast. Yeah. And um, 
because I really, I really wanted to bank on the idea of having a creative fan base that would draw, and it didn't rely mm. on me having to draw it every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't getting the traction. Like, sure, sure. If I if I stuck at it, it would have eventually gotten traction. Yeah. Like anything. Uh, but being able to separate it a little bit and just focus on another interest I have, which is just movies. Um, yeah. I've just found it a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, I, I you had a new you kind of a new section at the start of draw this out as well. Hey, before you got yeah. into the whole let's figure out a character thing. Yeah, and that was kind of tricky as well, just keeping up with the news and stuff like that. Yeah. That that's pretty yeah. time consuming. Like it's yeah. it was all stuff that interested me, but mm. you know, you know, I'd have to I'd leave it to the last minute and I'd have to like look up all the news items and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it just becomes exhausting. stressful yeah yeah you had to do too much preparation whereas bad casting you can just jump straight into it that's the best thing about a podcast if if you need to do too much preparation it becomes too much work yeah and if you can just jump that's why i like this format here that we've got where we just chat where we just ask questions and we just you know i want i want everyone who comes on to feel as comfortable as possible and you know, to, I'm, I'm just interested in creatives, to be honest. Like, I've had musicians, I've had mainly illustrators, I've had designers. I'm trying to branch out and find some more people who... But that leads me into the next question and the final question, because I won't um, take up too much of your time. And honestly, been up since 4 o'clock New Zealand time, which means about <laughs> 2 o'clock Australian time. So I'm exhausted. Um, but so on this podcast, the whole idea... We talk about creative philosophy. I don't know if you've listened to many episodes of Making Lemonade, but the theme here and the idea, um, our premise is creative philosophy. And I would be remiss to, to not ask you uh, what your creative philosophy is. I think you've kind of spoken on it a bit, but if you really, if you really um, wanted to, what's the word, refine it and, and, and um, bring it down, what would be your creative philosophy oh it's a tough one um <laughs> uh i guess like one of the things i sort of preach the most and i always have is sort of uh as i mentioned before practice practice makes almost perfect is probably what i would mm. say um surround <laughs> you, like it's not so much a philosophy like what i'm about to say probably more advice Um, but I would suggest, um, surround yourself with good supporting people. Uh, Mm -hmm. always reference your old work, go back and look at it because it it can really surprise you the progress you make. Um, because if you do keep at it and you keep practicing, you're going to see your old work and you're going to laugh at yourself, but you're also going to feel really great about yourself. Because if you're practicing yeah. that much, you're going to see progress. Mm. And if you're not, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And don't don't look at failure as like failure. Look at it as a learning experience. Okay. Yeah. You that's know? a good idea. Mm. Um, Pick yourself back up again. Keep going. Caught that's it. Failure. My first couple of cons were complete failures, but. They were all learning experiences. What can I do better? It's, it's supposed to be a failure. Yeah. Yeah. Cons are supposed to be. Your first couple of cons are supposed to be a failure. Yeah. I have a stack right here. If I could show you, I have a stack right here next to me on my bookshelf of all my sketchbooks. Yeah. Every single sketchbook I've ever had in my life. Every piece of paper I've almost, almost every I've ever drawn on in my entire life. They're all pretty much pretty shit, <laughs> in my opinion. You can see the progress, but they're pretty poor. And that's what I always tell people is like, they say, how did you get so good at this? I said, because I could show you sketchbooks full of shit drawings. Yeah. I could show you all the bad ones. I just don't sell the bad ones. <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I do pieces sometimes and I don't even post them. Um, yeah. But I, I guess... Um, Oh, I had something great to say and now it's gone. 
that's what everyone would say if they didn't actually have something great to say, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, here you go. True. I've, I, I've, it's because I've never actually said this out loud, but um, if you ever have a negative outlook, here, so here's a bit of a philosophy for you, is if you ever okay. have a negative outlook, just ask yourself, what could I have done better? Brilliant. It's a great question to ask. Mm. You know, if you feel shit about something, the question you should ask yourself is, what could I have done to make it better? Yeah. Great Just way to look at your yourself. old work. Great way to look at, you know, something not going your way. Um, you know. And another thing, share your knowledge. Yes. Yes. Huge. Really I have, I was I was very shocked at the first time I came into the sort of the con space and interacted with other artists. Like I I naturally thought that everyone was just going to be like, "Nah, you're the competition," and they were going to be yeah. like, you know, really tight-lipped about everything. They weren't going to give you advice. They weren't going to tell you where they went to for printing, where they went for packaging, where they went for this or that. Complete opposite. Mm. Everyone is so mm. nice. Everyone is so supportive. I mean, you're going to get a few rotten apples in the bag. I was going to say, there are some exceptions to that rule. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, it's mm. a really supporting, welcoming 100%. community. Yeah. And, and, and the more value you give to your community, the more you're going to get out of them. Yeah. The more loyal they'll be but it's not even just about loyalty the more they'll want to come and purchase off you exactly like it's, it's it's innate like the more you give for free the more you will get back it's yeah. just how life works <laughs> exactly. the more you give the universe the more you get back it's kind and of take like, take note of the people that support you yes. like yes. i i literally remember the first person that ever like ever came up and bought like sought me out yeah and and when i follow you on instagram i wanted to buy your artwork that blew my mind so that's wild um, yeah i like i remember her name like i support every post she does on instagram i support her because it's just like that meant so much to me when it happened i was just blown away by it and even when you have thousands and thousands of fans, that person should be the most important. Or that person should still be important. Yeah. Regardless. Every fan's important. And, you know, yeah. I think we've had a discussion about this. Fans, fans can get under your skin sometimes, too. Like, yeah. they, don't e- they don't even, they don't even <laughs> yes. know that they're doing it. Like, people trying to, like, after yeah. a finished piece, trying to tell you what you could do better. And you just go, like, uh... Yep. I understand it. You're trying to be constructive criticism, Finish, but it's it's a finished piece. It's not a place yeah, for criticism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's done. It's printed. It's over. Yeah. I'm not going back to it. Yeah. I'll, I'll do another one later. <laughs> I'll move on. I'll take that criticism, that feedback into the future. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, man. Oh, that's awesome. That is great stuff, man. That's really just... Uh, refining it down to to what what being a creative should be. You should be sharing. You should be. It's a community. It's not. You're not going to get much out. Like just the fact that Jim Lee does Twitch now so often, and he just shares everything that he knows is just. And you know, everybody is so. It's everyone's so accessible. Like you guys can come to us anytime you want. And I mean. You can come to me anytime. I don't. I don't want to speak for Matt, but you can come to me anytime you want. We are so accessible, and it 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 worries me when it's hard to. I mean, obviously, if you want to DM Will Smith, he's probably not going to get back to you. But it worries yeah, me when like people with small followings won't reply to DMs. They won't comment back. They won't like. It's called social media for a reason. <laughs> It's, it's socializing. You're on there to socialize. And and to share your knowledge is, yeah, you're right. It's just one of the best things you can possibly do as an artist. 100%. Um, mm. You know, you'd be shocked that some big big people that do actually uh, well, yeah. interact back. Mm. Um, but on that note, 
if you do try and ask for help or you want advice or you want to know anything, please use your manners. Nothing kills me more. <laughs> Nothing kills yeah. me more. You will not get the best answer from me if you don't even say hello or anything. If you are blunt yeah. as hell, yeah. I'm going to probably be blunt as hell back. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the nicest way possible. Yeah, it's just <laughs> human interaction, man. You've got to be polite. If you want something out of someone, you've got to give give something to them. And, and manners is just the simplest thing you yeah. can do. It might, it might sound dumb, but some some fans will just be quite rude in their questions and not actually think, oh, I'm talking to a person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. That, and that's the problem with the detachment of social media as well. You just you find that people think they can just say whatever they want and do whatever they want. There's, that's no, there's no consequences. <laughs> That's the problem. There's no consequences. On that note, my friend, it's been a wonderful hour sitting here and chatting with you. Um, I would love to sit and chat for longer, but I'm concerned that my brain is going to turn much. <laughs> <laughs> All good, man. All good. But thank you so much for coming on, um, especially on short notice as well. And It was wonderful to have you on, and I'll definitely have you back, man. And I can't oh. wait to come back on Bad Casting. I was oh, for sure, the man. other day, what should we do? And I was like, what what movie can I come on? And I think I came up with it, something. Maybe something like, maybe we can keep with the DC theme, like Aquaman or something like that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, Aquaman. What was it? It wasn't Aquaman, though. Well, maybe it was. It was something DC that had a big cast to it. I can't remember what it was. Um, ah, so good, no, man. We'll, don't we worry. I'll get it. back to <laughs> I'll remember it later, but this is the, the wrong forum to do that. But again, thank you so much for coming on, man. Um, and yeah. Oh, do you have a favorite song? We have a song of the week. So what's, what do you think would be appropriate? Do um, I have a favorite song? I yeah, am, or band I am or something like, like that. I am like with the wind, man. I My, my favorite songs, are, they come and go. Um, okay. What about a current favorite song, then? Oh. What are you listening to right now? There's this is a, it's a very obscure band. I'm listening. I've been listening a lot to a, uh, a band called Happy Hour, and the song is Cigarettes. It's it's a weird, weird sort of. I don't even know what genre it is. Happy but Hour. It's cool. Okay, cool. Oh, sorry, Cigarettes. By Happy. Okay, nah, we love weird. But yeah. It's uh, not my favorite song, but it's something that's all yet yeah. played on repeat quite recently. Oh, so. Nice. But yeah, thanks. In your ears. Yeah, thanks heaps for, for having me on, man. Like, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, no, thank you. It's been my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. I will leave you to um, your drawing. I can't wait to see the, the Jeff Bridges, um, Reinhardt. I think that's fucking, I love Jeff Bridges. Cigarette of the day. Man, how good that tastes. Pressure's got me down, yeah. Pressure's got me down, yeah. I'll send up my grip. Who will take my crap? The cancer spread, I'm feeling.
Left from 